This is the Scoop Slam Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Scoop Slam Podcast. We're back reviewing Raw, going over rumors, and we're going to title this one The Apologist Episode because we're fixing to grill each other about people that we have a soft spot in our heart for. We're back once again. I'm your host, Micah. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, and he's got to answer for the crimes and punishment of Bray Wyatt. Mm. It's Ryan. Yo, Micah, back at it, man. Recharge, refresh, reborn. New week of the Scoop Slam podcast. And this week, we will not forget our lines, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> you're, you're making promises that might not be yeah. held. <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right. You have a good weekend, man? Yeah, it was pretty good. So uh, me and my wife and my uncle went to Pensacola for the weekend, the home of the tribal chief. Mm. Raise the ones. Um, there's a convention down there called Pensacon, and we went and uh, stopped by there last Sunday, or this past Sunday. That's why there was no Dynamite Smackdown episode. Uh, got to meet old big sexy Kevin Nash. Uh, I passed Danhausen. Oh man! <laughs> I, I should have asked him if Punk was coming back. <laughs> I would lift that out the story. <laughs> um, I think. See, I didn't see them, but they were on the way. Uh, Anna J, Jungle Boy, Jamie Hader. Bro, didn't she break her rib on that uh, Rampage show? She was traveling. I didn't hear that she heard anything. I just yeah, saw you the clip. You remember um, she did that powerbomb spot with Willow and they missed the table? Well, apparently she dislocated her rib on that. Ah, it should be fine. Oh, yeah. Put some dirt on it. Oh, yeah, you know, just dislocated rib. It'd be all right. I mean, they can't do anything for you. They can pop it back in. If you break your rib, they can't do anything. Does it seem like there's always an injury for the AEW women's division? Well... If there's not, then they put Britt Baker in the ring and she finds a way to break her nose. I'm not blaming her. I'm just saying maybe maybe somebody is stiffing her every single time she gets in the ring. Well, it might be the whole roster stiffening her. Pause. But... <laughs> Adam Cole stiffing her. Oh, come on. <laughs> Let's get in these rumors. Let's go ahead and we will start it off making his way from Cameron, North Carolina, by way of anything but a motor vehicle for the next 10 years, Jeffrey Nero Hardy. Mm. So for the rumor, uh, Jeff's DUI case that was, was that last June? Yeah, they I kept believe. on getting postponed the trial. Yeah. So, um, he finally got his sentence, I believe it's two to three years probation and 10 years without a driver's license. Go ahead. What you think? Ah, oh, man. This is, what was it, the third time he got arrested for DUI and the second time within two years? Ah. Yeah. I don't know if I want to see Jeff Hardy back in the wrestling green, man. I just, I don't know. He should have got a longer sentence. His sentence was 27, 30 days, and he's not even going to 
he's not even going to go to jail for it because they're counting his his uh, rehab sentence as those 30 days served in jail. So I don't know, man. He got a slap on the wrist big time. I'm just – I know Jeff's your boy. He's your guy. He's your childhood hero. But he could have killed somebody, Michael. There was three calls about him that morning. He was drinking at 9 o'clock in the morning, Micah. He could have killed somebody. That could have been you on the road. I don't know. Jeff, Jeff Hardy definitely should have got a longer sentence, in my opinion. And I don't want to see him back in the wrestling ring anytime soon. So, I guess this will start the apologist part of the episode. (laughs) I'm not going to make any excuses for Jeff because that's obviously a horrible situation. Terrible. I wouldn't want to end, you know, I wouldn't want to... Um advocate for what he did at all it was a bad decision somebody could have died and that's horrible and i love jeff but that's the facts the sentence i don't know i'm not a lawyer so i won't comment however slap on the wrist michael come on well i'm he's famous did you expect anything different that's just they shouldn't be like that but no. I mean, no, but it's the the world we live in, and because they can pay for good lawyers, they're gonna get good, you know, yeah, uh, deals or whatever. But I would selfishly like to see Jeff Hardy back in the ring. However, let me preface that with this: if in any way shape form it damages him as a person or causes him to you know relapse or that is what causes him to turn into his vices then by no means do i want to see him again i would rather him be healthy and good but but he's always been his own worst enemy micah i mean if it's not dui is going out on a pay-per-view high on god knows what i mean how many chances are we going to give Jeff Hardy? How many? How many times has he gotten fired from a company or forced to go to rehab before? Maybe just wrestling is not a good spot for him. He he, he falls back into the same pattern. He, Micah, I, we just can't make it. We can't keep on giving Jeff Hardy rope to hang himself. I, <sighs> well, I think that... I mean, this is his first time being employed in AEW, and Tony said that if this were to happen again, then he's done. And past that, I don't see any wrestling company hiring him anymore. Like, he's too old to me for WWE. They might bring him back for the Hall of Fame, but I don't think they're going to bring him back to wrestle. So, plus, I mean, Triple H is maybe in charge, kind of in charge. So... I can I see NWA. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> Anyways, I really do think this is his last chance, and I hope Jeff Hardy deserves a good swan song. And I hope he gets that, but again, if he can't find it within himself, then by no means do I want to see him wrestle again. I'd rather him be home and safe and healthy and potentially not endangering anyone else. Yeah, bro, stay off the road. 
Bro didn't have a license before this, and he still was driving. Well, now he definitely can't get one. <laughs> he didn't have no license, but yeah, he rented a rental car. Like, how did that happen? Did they not check that stuff? I mean, <laughs> I guess if not. Jeff Hardy walks into your rental car place, you going to tell him no? Well, that's beside the point. I don't know. Matt needs to be a chauffeur. Well, apparently, you know, can teleport. You know what, me personally, yeah, I'm not renting him that car. You know, he's always been still uh, in the spotlight for, spotlight for Matt. So you know what, that, that's payback. You don't get a car today, buddy. That's what you get. You you always like the underdog of a team, like Bro. Christian. Hey, oh, no, just dog. Why, Christian catching strays from you? What, what's going on? What Christian do? No, I mean, I like Christian. I'm just saying. You know what? Jeff deserved that chair shot from Matt Hardy back at what was that Royal Rumble? Oh my God! <laughs> he deserved that. Well, speaking of being your own worst enemy, let's go to our next rumor. Is Eddie Kingston his own worst enemy? Now I've got a quote to read here for you, and I want to talk about it. Yeah, you're gonna to have to explain this to me because I saw this in passing and I didn't understand what was going on. I don't. 100% understand it either, but we'll talk about it and see if we can get through it. So, this is from the Covalent TV on Twitter. I follow them, and this is just where I saw the tweet. So, I'm not sure where he said this at, but this is what they tweeted. Sorry if I'm not giving correct source. Uh, Eddie Kingston indicated that his presence in Sacramento for AEW was in flux. Apparently, he's having some issues with the AEW brass and wants some things settled before attending. I may not be at Sacramento. It all depends on how certain things go in the locker room with the office, especially with my match that's coming up on Wednesday. Not really happy about it. Yeah, so we have to have a talk. Me, and I'm not going to say who's the office. Everybody knows about Tony, but there are others. We all got to get together and talk. I want to go everywhere, but I also got to be a businessman and put my foot down at some point. In a calm manner, that's what I'm still trying to learn, a professional manner. So, apparently, he was pissed about being in this ladder match. And he's got some beef, <laughs> reportedly, with MJF and the top upper echelon of the company. So, what do you think this means? I'm not entirely sure because wasn't he at the ROH tapings the other day? Wasn't he there? I believe so. So he wasn't mad enough to no show that, but he's threatening to no show dynamite. I'm, I don't understand. Is he worth the headache at this point? That's what I'm starting to wonder. And you know, I don't want to be that guy, but oh. Here we go. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just saying, he always seems to have some kind of issue with either the way he's being booked or who he's wrestling. I mean, he got in fights with Sammy Guevara. He's yeah. complained a couple times on Twitter about stuff. And, you know, we're going to touch on this in a little bit, but so we can kind of segue from here. Say what you want to about CM Punk. There's at least somewhat of a potential of a draw there. 
Same with the Bucks and Omega. They're not my favorite, but technically they started, you know, all elite wrestling and they have a pretty diehard fan base. So even if it's a headache for those guys, there's somewhat of a potential. I, I'm okay. So Eddie, he says a lot of real stuff when he's like cutting a promo. So is he working us on the internet too? Or I'm not, I'm, I'm not sure if this is a work or not, Michael, just like the FTR says a lot of stuff. Well, Dex in particular says a lot of stuff on their podcast. And it's like, wait a minute. What are we really, is this legitimate or are they just throwing us off trying to work the dirt? She, I, I'm not, I'm not sure we should buy this or not. I, I don't know, man. I don't know, and that's why I threw it up here because I kind of think the same way. I think some of it may be true, some of it may be playing it up. Yeah. Because he's said that he has issues with MJF, and obviously, you know, MJF's the world champion. And he but... always works the dirt sheets too. That whole Wardlow contract thing. How much? How much of that was legitimate? We don't even know. Yeah, well, I don't think we ever will. Well, not until twenty twenty. I can see it. Austin podcast. Oh God. <laughs> Anyways, um, I can. I mean, I, I don't want to get into that because boy, if they lose him, um, I don't. I don't know. Maybe this is the new, the new kayfabe. I don't like that. I don't like that, man. Build up your stuff on the show. Don't build it up online where I have to wonder if it's legitimate or not. Because not, every, not everybody's going to see this. I didn't even know about this, honestly, until you put this down as one of our topics. I mean, I saw it in passing, but I didn't I didn't think of it to sit down and actually read up on all of this. I, I don't know, man. I, I don't like that. I'm old school. I want the actual angles to happen on the show, you know? I mean, I, I agree to a point. I I can see where it will be beneficial. You know, is this really real? Do these guys really have problems? Stuff like that. But uh, I don't know. Feuding with the office is always a weird one. Because it's like, like some of the stuff Dax is saying right now. We don't have to really get on that. Because, boy, that's a topic in and of itself. But... Some of that, I'm like, is he being for real, or is he just saying this to throw people off the trail that he's actually not leaving and he's gonna come back with CM Punk? Like, what? What's the truth? What's not the truth? What's working? What's not working? I do like that to a point. I'm so sick of Dax. Oh, guys, I'm really happy here in AEW. Yet, yeah, post a picture of him uh, right next to a WWE contract. Well, speaking of controversy backstage, probably the most famous backstage incident of the past five years, Brawl Out continues. <laughs> CM Punk posted on Instagram a story. It was a comic strip fan made um, of Jim Cornette, and behind him was a picture of The Thing and Hulk. And it said, it's clobbering time. Huh? Hulk Hogan? Oh, no, no, no. The green, the green Hulk. <laughs> uh, 
And he said, or the the comic strip says it's clobbering time, and he tagged Dax Harwood and Cash Wheeler. Oh God! So, not only this, but somebody commented that he should. Uh, it was under another Instagram post uh. because somebody was like, "Oh, do you want to see CM Punk back in AEW?" After Mark Henry's comments from the Busted Open podcast, <laughs> so. He commented on a post where they asked if the viewers of the post wanted CM Punk back to wrestling, and someone said, no, keep Phil away. <laughs> and he said, you know what? I'm going to come back and wrestle just because you don't like it, and you're going to watch it no matter what. Oof. So we pretty much got confirmation that he's coming back to wrestling at some venue, Man. And a lot of people are pissed that he shared this picture of Cornette. Oh, so God. go ahead. What you got? And CM Punk doing his best Kevin Durant impression on Twitter, it seems like. Just commenting on random fans. But what? CM Punk getting a little antsy, ready for a comeback. I, that, that's how I'm viewing it. I, I don't know, man. You made a prediction what was that on our on our end of the year podcast where we gave out uh, the, uh, the Scoop Slam Awards of 2022? Yeah, Go scoopies. check it out. The Scoopy, Scoopy, very, very pre- prestigious award show. But uh, yeah, you made the prediction that you think Punk's going to return to AEW in 2023, and I, you know, um, more and more days pass. What's that old saying? Time heals all wounds. And with Omega talking openly about it, about Punk and Brawl Out, and Mark Henry going on record to say he has to apologize to the locker room. I don't know, man. I think uh, I think we might see old Phil make an appearance in AEW very soon here. I definitely think it's going to be sooner rather than later. And I think uh, the old expression is eating crow. Mm. Cause you were wrong. <laughs> oh, um, I I do think he's gonna come back, and honestly, I still think that uh, FTR is gonna return, and they're probably gonna return with him. Oh, now, God. will we see it this Sunday? I don't know. We'll have to see. I hope so. Please, God, I hope so. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a long pay per view Sunday. Hmm. <laughs> We'll be here to review it. Yeah, we'll be. Um, I do want to ask you, how do you feel about him sharing a comic strip of Cornette? Now, because this is what a lot of people have gotten pissed about on Twitter, because Punk shared this picture of this guy who has these accusations of being a racist and a homophobe and transphobic and all that kind of stuff. And those are just the words the people are putting out there. Yeah. Now I'm not defending the man. Nope. And I'm not saying that he isn't offensive. That's not what I'm saying. Cause a lot of people, he's an abrasive person. That's not what I mean. But this wasn't even a Cornette post. This was a fan page called No Context Corny. And he didn't like 
defend Cornette. He just posted a picture of a, an animated picture of the guy. How is that like? Oh, yep, that makes CM Punk okay with a racist, transphobic, all the words you know yeah. that they used to describe yeah. Cornette. I I see where they're coming from, but you know. Us here at the Scoop Slam podcast, we're in the cult of Cornette. We we listen to his pod. We you know, we 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 listen to it on occasions, maybe weekly, sometimes daily. On my <laughs> in my case, but uh, man, the people that are outraged by what Cornette says, they don't listen to his show, obviously, because Cornette's a rather progressive guy. He makes comments here and there that can be taken out of context, and some of them are clipped and. And, and post it without context. And then you see that, and then the people on Twitter, you know, the Twitter mob gets blindly outraged by what he says, but they don't listen to the whole conversation. They just see a couple lines here and there, and then they demand that he gets canceled. But I, I don't know, man. I like Cornette. And of course, Punk is gonna, I mean, of course he would share something. I, he, I'm sure he listened to Cornette too. I mean, Cornette's a he always goes to bat for old Phil, so I mean I didn't see a problem with it. I mean he has the most listened to wrestling podcast. Uh, and whoa, whoa. I do want to say this. We're not in the top three. We make the top three? Gotta be at least top, uh, three, top three, right? Three three hundred? Yeah, yeah, we're in the top three hundred thousand. Somewhere. Okay. Yeah. That's got a nice ring oh, to it. Okay. We, we coming for yeah. We coming for Um. <laughs> but anyways, um, I mean, I don't know, man. I do just want to throw this out there before oh. anyone's like, oh, you, you guys are just two white guys that are talking about Cornette. <laughs> Obviously, you don't get it. Ryan is black. So, yeah. I'm just saying, like, you can't say that card... I like to listen to him. I listen to Busted Open. I, I mean, the thing is, is it's not like I just listen to him. Like, I listen to lots of other personalities because everybody's got their own take. That's one of the best things about pro wrestling. Everybody's got their own opinion about it. And if you don't like somebody's opinion, guess what? You ain't got to listen. You ain't got to agree with them. Yeah. Yep. So, I don't know. Is he abrasive? Yes. Do I agree with him on everything? No. Do I support the things that he's done in the past that are distasteful? Yeah. No. But can we also talk about how Adam Page and the Young Bucks are still friends with known child molester, Marty Skrull? Well, <laughs> you had a point there. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying... I hear the D-Ride Cornette, but the man is very knowledgeable. He has a very entertaining podcast, and he is behind some of the biggest stars of the last 30 years. I mean, they sat under his learning tree, John Cena, you know, Sami Zayn, uh, Batista, Shelton Ben. All those guys were under the Cornette learning tree before they became big stars and the biggest company in the world. So I, the man has some, he has some knowledge. Yeah, and I mean, at the end of the day, it just, 
his knowledge of wrestling, regardless of his opinions of today's wrestling or anything like that, the dude's a genius. And sometimes it's just nice to hear him sit back and talk about, you know, old wrestling history because the dude lived it and the dude knows it. And he's got a mind for the business. Like you said, he trained John Cena, Batista and this, that and the other. And you don't have to agree with everything that he says or does to at least like just acknowledge that. Yeah. He has a mind for the business. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know, man. People act like you have to be all in on one person and because CM Punk shared something that means he agrees with this. No, just because you listen to him doesn't mean that you agree. You know, I, I'm not racist or transphobic or homophobic or, you know, anything like that. Yeah. It's just the being the elite fanboys trying to get outraged about something that's not worth being outraged about. It's just wrestling at the end of the day, folks. Yeah. Really? I mean, I know we have a podcast, but it, it's just wrestling. Ninety <laughs> percent of this is not that deep. One hundred percent agree. Well, anyways, uh, it's not that deep, folks. But Raw was awful, <laughs> and here's our segue. We about to get deep on Raw. Oh. Pause. Okay. All right. Play? I was wondering. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, I, I, I didn't hate this show. I thought it was okay. Uh, maybe I was just really tired. New job, yeah. uh, a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour drive home on Sunday, then new job. Maybe that was just it. Yeah. Or maybe this show just sucked. Let's go ahead. Jimmy Uso opened us up on Monday Night Raw. Uh, this was the February 27th edition, 2023, of Raw. Jimmy Uso and Solo were in the ring. If this is your first time listening to the Scoop Slam podcast, we've got a system. You've got your ups and your downs, your positives and your negatives that other places do, other podcasts, other YouTubers, this, that, and the other. We have our scoops and our slams. Scoops are your ups, slams are your downs. So I'll let you go ahead, Ryan, with your first scoop for the Jimmy Uso promo. Man, I thought it was fine. It was an opening segment. Set up the match, the tag match, which they announced earlier on social media. So, you know, it was it was fine. Jimmy did his thing. He didn't sound terrible out there. And then the Street Profits came out. You know, it, it was a solid opening promo to Raw. What you got? I thought the, I thought the promo was good. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and touch on this because this kind of coincides with your scoop. See, I didn't know that it was announced on social media before. So before Jimmy finished the promo, the music hit for the Prophets, which is a known gripe about me and you for <laughs> AEW. <laughs> So if one does it, I got to call it out on the other show. And then they announced them as their opponents. But you said that this was scheduled beforehand. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it was on the preview of Raw. They announced it uh, the, the day of, actually. Well, my bad then. I don't know. It just bothered me that they were like, and their opponents. And there was oh, no man. prior announcement <laughs> of a match. But if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Hey, well, uh, remember Cody booked his own match the other week, so I, I can see how you would confuse that, but. Yeah. 
Um, now they just book talk shows. We'll get on that later. Oh, all right. So for my scoop, um, I thought Jimmy did all right with the promo. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of people right now are clamoring for Jay and saying saying that he's the you know the guy in the Usos that could be a main event guy. But I thought Jimmy did a good job. He, he ran down. You know. The Cody stuff, the Sammy stuff, yeah. why the bloodline's still on top. They're all still champions. I don't know why you're hating, you know, saying that we're not who we are. And, you know, give Jimmy his respect. He got some chops. You know what? He had a really, really good promo on Friday night. I just, I know we didn't review that show, but it's worth mentioning. He had an excellent promo on Friday. This one wasn't as good, but it was fine for what it was. Yeah, they ran the recap on SmackDown. I didn't catch it, but I caught that segment through the recap on Raw, and that I was mean, insane. it it did look really good. I you know I know we didn't review it, but it like you said, it does uh, work. It's worth mentioning. Here we it, go. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, you got Jay Uso doing his best Sting impression in the Raptors now. <laughs> oh man. Magic just started painting his face like the old Usos. Hey, I'll be here for it. I'm listening. I'm listening. It could be interesting. You know, Roman used to... Let me... Roman used to come out. book, Paul. Okay, yeah, I'll give you the pencil. (laughs) All right, so for our slams, I got one other than the one I touched on earlier, but, you know, kind of backtracked. Yeah. I really like Montez. Uh Uh-oh. If this is your first time listening... (laughs) you probably don't know that if this isn't your first time listening you know that i like montez ford parts of this promo though uh, yeah he needs some work i can't remember what he did when he got into the ring but it bothered me so bad he um yeah he needs some work i i think his strength when they eventually do break up which I think it's going to be after WrestleMania when they start to get some more call-ups. I think his strength is going to be as a as a heel, at least initially, you know? Well, you know, a lot of guys get their feet under them better as a heel than they do a babyface anyway, so I, I think that'll be for the best. But Go ahead and release your Dawkins. Point. Go ahead and release Dawkins at that point, though. It's over for him. NWA bound. Oh man. <laughs> Control your narrative. Is that still a thing? Nah. He'll go. He's good enough for impact. Hey man, I suppose they've been doing some good work. Maybe that wouldn't be the worst thing. I'm not <laughs> I mean <laughs> I'm not gonna watch it. I don't wish, you know, the the guy to be out of a job, but <laughs> You just wanna send him to wrestling purgatory in NWA? Yeah, he's yeah, he's good enough for impact. He'll okay. he'll do fine there. That's fair. Maybe he'll come back, repackage. If you get Jack like Drew, yeah, we'll, we'll bring him yeah, back. Yeah, you know. Mike's secret stuff. Okay. Drew's secret stuff. A lot of the guys have found that in yeah. the impact locker room. The Rock loves him some Montez Ford. I mean, maybe uh Rock can slide old Angelo Dawkins some stuff, you know? XFL debut. <laughs> Anyways, though, I see your point where um, you think he'll be a better heel because he's already kind of a cocky baby face now. Yeah. Don't, you know, don't hold me to this, but it kind of makes me think of Shawn Michaels at times, how, like, 
Hmm. He was a cocky baby face, and that's why that got over. But then when Michaels was a heel in, like, 97, it was honestly his best stuff at the time. You know, yeah, you're right. You're right. And I think it's really hard to book baby faces nowadays. Like, who's a true baby face in wrestling now? Cody. Cody, but who else? Sammy. Okay, all right, two guys. But yeah, that's my point. There's not a lot of top baby faces to go around. Yeah. You can argue. Like, AEW doesn't really have any. It's hard, man. It's hard to book baby faces nowadays. I mean, if you you book them as a baby face, eventually the crowd turns on them. The John Cena effect. You remember John? You remember how over John Cena was when he won the WWE title? And then within a oh, yeah. within three months they were booing him at SummerSlam. Like that happened. It they literally that was literally three months into his reign. I think he had a match with Chris Jericho at SummerSlam, uh, two thousand five ish. It was either Chris Jericho or Kurt Angle. I don't I don't remember. But they started booing him in the match, and it confused little old seven year old Ryan because I was like, wait a minute, why are they booing? The baby, the the good guy here, John Cena, but it's just the way the crowd is. Uh, they'll they'll turn on you real fast. And it's better to be a cool heel now. And I honestly, that's what John Moxley is, and that's why everybody likes him. If you really think about it from a wrestling psychology standpoint, and you know, I'm not trying to sound like you know, a basement dweller, no disrespect to the basement dwellers, but you know, if you, if you think about it, Moxley fights like a heel, his promos are heelish and the group does sort of heel things, Yeah, but people just cheer him. So that's just where the state of wrestling is. I think that's the NWO effect. Yeah. Cause when I got into wrestling in like 2001, 2002, my favorite guy was The Rock, and he, it was always his heel stuff that he did that I enjoyed the most. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I guess, and I'm I'm kind of the same way. Like, I cater more towards the bad guys. That's why I like MJF a lot, because he, just his stuff is more interesting, I guess. Yeah. It's hard to get a reason to like the good guy without a really good bad guy. And there's not enough good guys to get behind because the bad guys aren't that great either. But MJF is somebody that makes you genuinely like, Oh my God, I want to see somebody, you know, beat the absolute dog crap out of him. And not a lot of guys can get that reaction out of you. Well, MJF, I mean, he points out on a weekly basis that he contemplates killing himself. So I mean, I don't really root. I don't really root for him to get beat up on a weekly basis. You know, when he almost has a gun in his mouth every single week. That's what he tells us weekly, Michael. Well, I hate it when he loses that belt. Then Bill's <laughs> coming, buddy. All right. Well, following that, uh, it morphed into a brawl a commercial break and then the tag match jimmy and solo versus the prophets for my scoop for this one i didn't have any (laughs) so you go ahead wow not one jeez 
I mean, it, I'll, I'll let you go first. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. It wasn't a bad match. There just wasn't like it was anything just crazy. It was just yeah. there. It was on the background. Uh, yep. I thought Jimmy and Solo worked really well together, actually. You know, brother tag team. They had some chemistry in there. And uh, yeah. uh, I had another scoop. It was for the aftermath. KO came out, dressed similarly. Similarly. Easy for me to say. He was dressed like Sami Zayn was with the hoodie on and, you know, dressed casually. You know, I thought it was a kind of a him little shout out to his buddy and they were, um, yeah, I thought that was okay. Casual Monday? Casual Monday, yeah. KO looked like he just came off the, the plane and he was late for work and he came in, did his thing, did a stunner. Crowd liked it. The crowd sucked this week, by the way, too. That Grand oh, Rapids. Man. Grand Rapids should Don't never get a ever go back. No, absolutely not. Why didn't they go to Detroit or something? Grand Rapids? I don't know. They were dead for everything, like, besides entrances, which kind of is the way that they're trained to be now, but, oh, my. Like, there was points I was like, why quiet. is nobody excited about anything? It was just quiet, like, pretty much the whole night. The main event was... It was so dead. I, and another thing I wanted to point out, I know I'm skipping it way ahead, but Candice LeRae, her entrance, literally nobody reacted. Like, nobody stood up, nobody waved their arms, nobody made a noise. It was just silence. Just nothing. And that Good. was pretty much... Oh, come on, man. That was pretty much the whole <laughs> night, man. Just, like, nobody reacted. Like, why'd, yeah, you, pay, even... why'd you pay all that money to go see the show if you're going to sit on your hands all night? You know, that's a good question. I I have no idea. Take the kids to the wrestling show. And, oh, yeah, I remember that Brock Lesnar guy, and that was it. I guess we kind of did that, too, when we went to Raw. <laughs> yeah, but they also didn't have a 50-minute tag team turmoil as a main event. Yeah, and to be fair, we you made noise for Ziggler, and, you know, I cheered for Miz, so we didn't entirely sit on our hands the whole night. Oh, nobody else made noise for Ziggler, but... Well, Otis was over that night. <laughs> well, he's the uh, the Alabama... <laughs> what, what can you call it? Uh, the typical Alabama oh, man? Yeah. He's like a guy you would meet at any bar in Alabama. <laughs> 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 yeah, it, it was okay, match, man. What did you have for a slam? Uh, well, you kind of just hit on it. I mean, nothing crazy. Fans were uninterested. And yeah. we just saw this feud not too long ago. So, yeah. I mean, there's new wrinkle with Solo, but it's still fresh in the mind. And I don't really want to see this right now. Speaking of things I don't want to see. Oh, man. In the VIP lounge, MVP and Brock Lesnar... For the almost fight challenge acceptance, if I worded that correctly. If I didn't, I don't care. <laughs> you know what? Brock coming out first was a little strange, wasn't it? It was, and it <laughs> threw me off. But then it kind of, they covered their tracks a little bit, I, I guess. guess. I guess. You know, he forced his way into it. But basically... um Lesnar 
comes down to the ring and he calls out MVP and he does his whole howdy y'all thing and you know the whole nine yards with the cowboy gimmick and uh, MVP comes out and they just have this like weird exchange they drink MVP spits the moonshine on Brock because it's so strong whoa 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 white lightning they spit. Oh, oh, my bad. <laughs> Bro, isn't that illegal and to make your own moves? <laughs> absolutely, it is. All right, Brock, um, Brock, Brock straight G for that, but keep go, go ahead, man. Well, I, it's like that old Joe Rogan skit with Brock Lesnar. If Brock Lesnar, if Brock Lesnar wants to do something, who's stopping Brock Lesnar? Okay. Oh, oh, come on. <laughs> With a gun? <laughs> <laughs> well, you said it, not me. Anyways, so they had this whole exchange. I'll let you start us off with the scoops. You know, Brock's showing a little bit more of his personality week by week. I'm, I think it works well. I think this whole thing, he sounds comfortable doing it. He looks comfortable delivering the lines. I think Cowboy Brock is who Brock really is, and he's having a blast doing it. So, I, you know, a big scoop for me. Agreed. Uh, it's enjoyable. It's yeah. a new wrinkle in the Brock Lesnar uh, book, basically, and it's not Heyman talking for him. And, I mean, I... If he's on the TV, I'm interested. That, yeah. And that's the best compliment you can have these days. He's doing well for not having Heyman, which is something I couldn't see even two years ago. Him without Heyman, I thought he would just leave the company. You know? And, and MVP, my, my scoop was that I thought MVP did a good job on the mic, too. Oh, yeah. Even though this segment was a little... Not my cup of tea, maybe, and we'll get to that with the with the slams. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, I like MVP here, and I just like him anyways. I hate that there's so many talk shows on the show every single week, but other than that, it was okay. It was an okay individual performance for each other. The I guess thing as a whole i didn't care for because yeah. i thought it was clunky yeah and it was a little just uh, i don't know how to explain it it's just weird it came off weird i guess i for i like brock bringing out the the little flags the flask full of white lightning i thought that was pretty funny but yeah overall man it was, it was fine it was okay in my opinion but I know you got a lot of slams for this segment, so I'm just going to let you go. Well, like I said, I'm, one of them was that the segment is just kind of weird, or was kind of weird. Um, another thing, I have zero desire to see this match. Yeah. I do not want to see Omos versus Brock Lesnar. I would have much rather seen... Brock Lesnar versus Gunther. Or, honestly, Brock Lesnar versus, like, 90% of the roster besides Omos. Does it seem like... Does it seem like this is, like, a plan B for Lesnar? 
like they wanted somebody else to wrestle them, but I guess somebody back. I think this was supposed to be Austin's spot, you know, but he declined the match. You think that's what happened? Well, some stuff came out today. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's the day of recording, which is March 1st. Um, apparently Brock was pitched the Bray Wyatt feud <laughs> and he's the smartest man in the room because oh, he rejected on. it. Come on. And so then they shackled him with almost. And this was a Vince made match. Mm, I'm not. Who reported on that? I, I can find out real yeah, quick I'm if not, you want to. Yeah, I'm not buying that That it was a Vince-made match. Supposedly Vince is still not, he's, he doesn't have anything to do with creative. I'm not buying that. I do buy that they made an offer to Steve Austin months ago, but he declined. So that's why, that's what I think the direction was going to be going into WrestleMania. It is a little puzzling because Omas hasn't been on the show since Triple H took the took the pencil and you know started booking the territory. I, it is a little odd that he shows up, but it's gonna be you know a little. Micah, this match is not gonna go. It's not gonna go five minutes, so we'll, we'll see it. Brock be on the show, get a good reaction. Crowd's gonna ooh and ah when Brock does the the. Superhuman feat of strength by F five and the seven three giant. Everybody's gonna get their their WrestleMania moment. Uh, it's not. I mean, it's whatever. Who cares? You know. I, oh, I don't. <laughs> um, this is from the Wrestling News, and they have it labeled as a report, so it's not official. But it's from them, and they quoted Wrestle Votes oh, come on. that the idea for Brock Lesnar versus Omos came from Vince McMahon. And they have broken several big stories in the past. So, I don't know about that. Do with that what you will. Uh, not buying it quite yet. But, yeah, man, Omos and Brock, it's the direction they're going in. It's not the one I would have booked, but yeah, we're just gonna have to deal with it for another thirty-three days. It'll be there. It'll be on the cards. It's gonna be there. Um, in LA. Glad I won't. Nah, I'm just playing. Um, <laughs> the only slam or the last slam I have is now. I know sometimes you don't listen to it with the volume at full. Did you? Did you hear? The groan that was let yes. out when yes. Brock. Yes. It was like. Loud. Uh, Loud. <laughs> nobody cared. <laughs> and everybody was like, oh, really? You just hear the crowd say, no. And like, unison. Especially after the screwy Brock Lesnar. Oh, yep. The screwy Bobby Lashley finish. And now this. It's, um. It's something. I say that it's something. Yeah. You gotta have bathroom <laughs> break matches, Micah, right? I guess that's true. Well, they better get us good with the women then. Well, to be fair, I do want to see Charlotte and Rhea. Bro, after Brock fives Omas, can we release him too? Put okay, my list is Elias, Omas, put Corbin on it, 
Kevin Patrick. You got anybody to add? Uh, Gary and Gargano. Oh man, Gargano. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> okay. Um, Nikki Cross. All right. Uh, Candice LeRae. Hey man, the whole family. Putting the whole family on yep. welfare, Michael. Cut that baby too. Oh no. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> Um, well, <laughs> uh, let Roderick Strong go so he can go to Ring of Honor. Bro, he is not even, he's not even mentioned on NXT anymore. At this I know, he's just wasting away. <laughs> just let him go. What, do you want to see him at AEW? I mean, uh, there you go. That's your answer. <laughs> Another wrestler, yay. Uh, Bray Wyatt. Okay, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> allowing that. <laughs> your list just lost all credibility. We're not at your uh, Bray apologist segment yet. Well, we gonna get there. Yeah, oh, we're well on our way. There ain't much more substance left. Cody versus Gable followed this. Ooh. What were you about to say? No, no, go ahead. I'm just gonna say, um, no? we are rolling on. Raw rolls on, Kevin Patrick would put it. Oh, Lord. Uh, solid match. It was a little longer than I expected, and a report came out today. I don't remember where I saw it. They are planning to use Gable more and apparently preparing him for a main event push. Wow. Main event? It was either main event, main event, main <laughs> event, or upper mid card, but they're uh, preparing him for a push, which I like. But Cody picked up the win, obviously. Go ahead, what you got for this one? You know, it was it probably the best match in the show, honestly. Um, that um, that like what, what was that like a draping? hanging modified razor's edge into a ddt that gable did on cody i don't know if i use the right like terminology there but yeah that that was that was a scoop in my opinion it, it was a really good tv match Micah. really good tv it was match. a good tv match and and i'm gonna say something in a little bit but i'll preface it with this i like gable a lot and he's really talented in the ring and despite the shoosh thing being horrible, and what they call him a couple years ago, this wasn't what I was watching. Oh, Shorty G. Shorty G. Yeah. Oh, Shorty G. The dude knocks what they give him out of the park. He makes it work. He is a today Dolph Ziggler. And he's, I mean, he he's, he doesn't look like Orange Cassidy out there. I mean, he he, he got a good physique for uh you know for a short guy, short king out there. Short king, yeah. but it makes sense though because he's an Olympic wrestler. Like yeah, Kurt Angle was kind of short compared to some of the other guys in the nineties, but he's like you said a legit shooter, and he looks the part. And if I think if they gave him something proper, he could get over. 
but I'll save my slam for when we get to him. Oh. Me personally, I got a couple scoops. Um, you already hit on your two. And so, well, I got three. I hit you with a triple stack. Triple rare stack. triple stack. Alright, hit me. Uh, Cody hit a nice inverted superplex. I thought that was nice. Both sold it. Both made sense. Um, hey, one thing before you move on. Cody sold okay. really well in this match. He was selling the leg really well. I wanted to point that out. Cody's in-ring talent has never been something that I had an issue with. It's more of always the character. Yeah. But, so, I, this works well with Gable because Gable's really good in the ring, too. And apparently Cody requested to work with him because he wanted to get Gable a good showing. Reportedly, they wanted Gable in AEW, but he never got released. So, Cody's high on the guy, and I think Triple H is, too. Yeah. You can tell, because ever since Triple H took the book, he used Gable way more than when Vince had it. He's at least on the show every week, even if the stuff's been kind of... Bro, every week. Eh. It's Gable or the Street Profits every week on the show. Like Very rarely do both those guys miss both those guys. Both those teams, Alpha Academy and the Street Profits, miss a week of Raw. Yeah. So, uh, following that, I wrote down they had an inventive reverse to the disaster kick. So, basically, Cody went for the disaster kick. You know, it's the he hops on the second rope, does the kick, whatever. Uh, Gable caught him and landed a German suplex. I thought that was really cool and just, you know, a neat way to keep the match refreshing, I guess. Following that, uh, the last scoop I had was the crossroads looked disgusting because gable landed like straight on his neck yeah sold it like a million bucks and cody's super over so that's my scoops for this match you can tell gable he he he's destined for bigger things in 2023 especially when they get rid of otis because it looks like otis is gonna go off with maximum male models i think you mean otis oh i'm so sorry um, yeah, I see your point, and we're fixing to hit on that in just a second. The only slam I had, and again, I think the Gable is great. I would love to see him get a United States title run if he turns babyface, and then, you know, I'd be fine with him being the one to dethrone Theory. And I know that he's good, but at the moment, he's a glorified job guy. In, it just in the fact that he hasn't won a TV match, I can't remember the last time he's won a TV match. I really, probably when he fought Ziggler that one time that I missed the match and you told me to go back and check it out. But for him to be competitive with, yep, I dropped my pen. Uh, the number two guy right now, yeah, that just doesn't make sense to me. Especially since his last two losses were. Um... Bronson Reed, and then he lost in a tag match against Sheldon Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. So he's been on quite the losing streak, yeah. and then it, he got squashed. He got squashed by by Sheldon and Cedric and Bronson Reed. So I can see why that that would make no logical sense. But you know, sometimes when you like a wrestler, 
you you can overlook the fact that it makes no logical sense why they would be able to hang with a top guy like that. I don't know, man. It, it, it didn't bother me that much. Now, now, if it was really, Orange I don't Cassidy, if it was Orange Cassidy taking MJF to the limit, I would have been a little heated. But well, that's my thing, though. <laughs> if I call it out on one show, I've got to call it out on the other. Yeah, I want to say this because I'm looking at a cage match right now. Uh, Chad Gable's last win was November 14th. What? Yes, including live events. Jeez. Oh, that can't be right. That, that, what was his last? Oh. He's he been losing every single week? Yes. Okay, I'll run this very quickly. Oh, yeah. Lost to Bronson Reed, lost to Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin, lost to Seth Rollins, lost to The Judgment Day, lost to... Jeez. Never mind, that one's a house show. Lost the tag team title number one contendership thing. Lost to Dexter Loomis, lost to the OC, lost to AJ Styles, lost to the OC, lost to the Street Profits, lost to Elias and Matt Riddle, and he beat Matt Riddle the week before. Oh, man, I forgot about 80% of those matches. Oh, I did too. They were all forgettable. But, I mean, again... (sighs) He's in a a comedy tag team, so what do you expect, really? If I got to call it out for one show, you know, I'm going to call it out for the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, get ready for the time skip segment of the show because all of this stuff is going to take us two minutes to talk about because they spent two minutes of thought into each of these things. Um, Let's go ahead. Corbin's interview got cut again. I just <laughs> thought that was funny. Yep. Uh, Montez and Bianca had the Titanic remake commercial. Oh, wow. I thought this was great. Yeah, I give it a scoop. You know, WrestleMania goes Hollywood vignette. Always, always gets a scoop around here. But I will yeah. say this was it was a pretty weak one by comparison. That's true, but I, like you said, they always get a scoop regardless. Yeah, I like- it's, it's corny, but you know, creativity outside the box. I like that. Yeah. Um, Judgment Day all cut solid promos in the back. Uh, Dominic on Ray, Rhea on Charlotte. Let me let me ask you something first, Micah, before we move on, because okay. I, you know, that segment was, you know, it was there. It was it was good, but it was just there. Do you think Dom is a top three heel right now in WWE? Mm-hmm. What do you think? I think so. Yeah. How crazy is that? He gets reactions like no one else. And it's legitimate boos. It's not like, hey, we're in on the joke. We're going to boo you like they do MJF. No, they actually don't like him. I can't tell if it's like, boo, you know, you're a heel and you're kind of like, uh, you know, a jerk. Or if it's like, go away, he. But regardless, it's boos. And I mean... That's what the business is about. Bro, I think it's just the love of Rey Mysterio. Do you remember how much heat... You didn't watch Friday, did you? Mm -mm. Well, he got so much heat when he cost Rey that match. And the crowd came unglued when it looked like Rey was about to hit Dom. (laughs) Like, it's crazy. 
I never thought Ray would get cheered for almost hitting his son in 2023. Bro, I saw this guy when he was eight years old in a ladder match for the custody uh, of it. When, um, what was that, Ray versus Eddie at SummerSlam? And now just yep. fast forward 15 years later, he's maybe the top three best heel in the business right now. Y'all are kind of similar in age, aren't y'all? Or is he a little older than you? You know what? I think he's like a year older than me, yeah. Okay. I just wondered, because you, you talked about earlier being like, a seven-year-old watching John Cena get booed like three months after winning the belt, and then you talked about like Dom was like eight. So I was like, you know, yeah, we, um, great. We grew up together, man. I remember when yeah. uh, CM Punk sang "Happy Birthday" to his little sister on SmackDown. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> Straight Edge Society. That was a good time. He was taller than Ray at that point. Oh man. <laughs> Ray's universally loved, though. He's, oh, yeah. he's a legend, and rightfully so. So I can understand why he has so much heat. I just hope that he can keep it up. Yeah. And, I mean, I think he will because he really hasn't been involved with Ray for the past couple months because they smartly split them up did, yeah. to make it prolong to WrestleMania, but it hasn't really lost a beat because – it's a family feud, so it doesn't have to be, no pun intended, uh, it doesn't have to stay on every single week. Nah, and arguably it'd be, in my opinion, it's one of the matches I'm most looking forward to if they do that match at WrestleMania, Ray versus Dom. I agree. It'd probably be, yeah, probably be the second, the second most hyped match that I'm looking forward to at WrestleMania. Dom's just going to have to put his wrestling boots on that night, though. I think they're going to surprise people. I hope. Maybe Ray can get something out of them. Well, uh, following that, Massey from the <laughs> Maximum Male Models, uh, they were back there recruiting Otis while Otis was checking on Gable or something, and uh, he propped his leg up, like, higher than Maxine's head. I don't know. It just... I was laughing about it. it. It's so stupid. It's so funny, though. I pop. And he just looked, <laughs> he looked dead into his eyes, too. <laughs> I just... Straight. I don't know. I would hate anything else like that, but for some reason, it just... It's funny to me. Bro, I would, I would um, love to see the outtakes of those segments with Maximum Male Models. I don't know, because I wouldn't be able to hold it together. I hope they put them in a vignette, a WrestleMania vignette. Hope so, too. Maximum Male Models gets no slander on this podcast. Mm -mm, mm -mm. All scoops. All scoops here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, let's see. After that was Asuka versus Carmella. You had two slams here, no scoops. I didn't, I didn't watch it. You didn't watch any of it? I didn't watch it. I, I called the ending when Bianca came out. <sighs> I like Asuka. Let me just point that out. I I enjoyed I enjoyed her when she was in NXT, when she was the NXT Women's Champion for a record reign. I, when she was on the main roster, I enjoyed most of her stuff when she doesn't talk. But... Bianca's going to have to carry this feud on the mic, man. And I don't think Bianca 
is able to. You think? What 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 do you think, Micah? Yeah, I see your point. What have they done for this build so far? Asuka's spit out blue goo from her mouth a week ago, and now this week, did she even say two words to Bianca? If she did, we didn't understand it. Bianca came out. Uh, you know, at least she didn't skip to the ring. She looked intense when she came to the ring, but I don't think Bianca is the type of promo to carry a one-sided feud like this. Doesn't seem like WrestleMania. No, no, it doesn't seem like WrestleMania worthy, in my opinion. I think it's one of the better matches they could book because they've already done Becky and Bianca, and that would make a whole lot of sense. Maybe Bailey and Bianca, but they did. They just did that a couple months ago. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. The only thing I can say, and I'm not trying to say this in a hateful way at all. Uh-oh. If they let Asuka maybe cut vignettes in Japanese translated, and then they can kind of, you know, like, say that comes up, and then Bianca responds to it later in the night, I could see that. Okay. Maybe. Okay, but I just think Asuka is very much miscast as this supposedly killer psycho clown lady. Like, is that really a baby face? She should definitely be a heel. I think it would work a lot better if one was a heel. Is she not a heel? I don't think so, no. She's done nothing. Well, she was fighting Carmella. Yeah, Carmella's the heel. Yeah. She hasn't done anything heelish. That's a good point. I was thinking that when she came out, that the to be this scary clown thing that she's being... uh, the the colors for her entrance way are too bright to me. Okay. And I mean I, I know that's just a little nitpick thing, but I think I see your point. It, yeah. It's gonna be hard for Bianca to do that by herself. And it's it's not saying that oh Oscar's bad, Bianca's gonna have to carry her. It's just the language barrier. The language barrier and baby face versus baby face. Yeah. Those are hard to pull off anyways, unless you have two good promos. But even then, I'm not a big fan of them, regardless. Yeah. It's very rare that you can have one that just works. Yeah. Do you have anything else for this match? Just a weak segment, man. I didn't like it. The segment, the match, I just didn't like it. Carmella is... She's having a match with Bianca next week, so... Yeah. Mm. Yep. Skippable. Most definitely. That's a good fifteen minutes I can cut off. I just Carmella just don't do it for me, man. No. Uh, speaking of skips, Piper Niven fought Candice LeRae, and I like Piper Niven. I don't care for the poison pixie, and then the fact that she won oh. is even more preposterous. <laughs> so Piper Niven lost to the most dangerous maneuver in all of professional wrestling. The roll up. The roll up, <laughs> man. People do not kick out of the surprise roll up. I'm not trying. She could barely get her <laughs> leg over. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to say that to knock Piper at all. I'm just saying 
If you can't do that, then how am I supposed to believe that she could beat her? Yeah. You know, my problem with this match is that it followed the match we had before, which got no crowd reaction. And then you just add more gasoline to the no crowd reaction by putting another match that has no crowd reaction behind it. Bro, like I brought this up earlier. Candice LeRae got no reaction when her music hit. None. Like you would have thought the popcorn vendor would have came out. Like it, there was no rea- nobody knew who she was. If they did, they didn't care. And they put this on. What? How long did this go, Mike? Ten minutes? Twelve minutes? Went on way too long. It felt like an, it went by real quick on the fast forward. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> yeah. Um. What do we have next? It, uh. <laughs> well. The room was already stunk up, but uh, Gargano and Balor were in the back, yep. and I don't, I don't even remember what was so bad about this when I wrote this. They, some kind of, oh my God, what was it like? I'm gonna eat you for breakfast, and uh, no, 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 no. Otis is gonna flatten you like a stack of pancakes, and then I'm gonna pour maple syrup on what? Wait, what is that? Wait, that was sick. You didn't hear that? No, I kind of zoned out. That was sick. Finn Balor said something like, "Otis is gonna flatten you like a pancake, and next week I'm gonna pour maple syrup." I don't know. That's I don't know if that's the line. Um, that took a turn. <laughs> there was something that's not going to help the rumors out there, there with Finn Balor. And then Gargano was like, "That'll be a yummy breakfast." Whoa, or whoa, something. I don't, it. you're making man. Up, man. That didn't happen. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I could, is reading fanfic. Everybody, that didn't happen. There ain't no way. <laughs> ain't no way that happened. No, I'm. I've got to find this. I've got to find it. I don't remember what he said. Oh, no. Like, I, it, I don't know. It was bad. It just didn't make sense. And uh, yeah, I don't know. If I can find it and quote it real quick, I will. If you want to, you know, fill some time real fast. But... I don't. I, it was some kind of stupid I, backstage I, I, segment, and it was horrible. Yeah, what? It was. It was. Um. It was there. It happened. We don't think Finn Balor should be still feuding with Edge because Finn Balor sucks. He's boring. Yep. And yep. the only redeemable quality about him is that he has body paint and he comes out like a demon once every three years, and people seem to get a hard on for that. But me personally, I would have Priest in that spot instead of boring Finn Balor. Um, I know Finn Balor is popular with a certain segment of the audience, but with me, he just hasn't he hasn't done it for me since pretty much since he debuted. Mike, I didn't even like him in NXT. He ruined my love for NXT when he was a champion. He sucked, terrible. Didn't cut no good promo. And they put him over Samoa Joe, and I was heated at the time. I don't get really behind either of these guys because, uh, I mean, to me, 
like you said, they both can't really cut any good promos. Ben comes off really uh, corny to me. I, something about him just don't seem legit. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't sound uh, like a threat. Gargano either. Gargano. Well, yeah. Yeah, Gargano's voice is, I don't know, man. It just sounds like a little kid. And he has like a weird speech impediment, too. You notice that? Really? No, I, don't, I, I don't know, man. It's like maybe it's just, it's just his tone, but I, he kind of reminds me of Seth Rollins, like his voice. I don't know. Just it, it's weird. It, it bugs me. Maybe it's not a speech impediment. I don't know, but it, it bugs me. Okay, so I don't, <laughs> I don't have the official quote, but <laughs> this is paraphrased from the WrestlingHeadlines.com. We're spending way too much time. On that. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta find out if he poured maple syrup on him or not, Michael. Balor says Otis is going to flatten Gargano like a pancake tonight, but if he doesn't cover Gargano in maple syrup and gobble him up, <laughs> then, <laughs> then Balor will finish the job oh, next no. week. <laughs> and okay. I'm almost positive Gargano said that sounds like a yummy brain. No. <laughs> Please go watch this again. I, it was something really cringe like that. But Bro, we got to change. We got to change the rating of this podcast. TV fourteen. I'm crying laughing about this now. Gobble you up. Oh man! Sir. Say it again. <laughs> All right, uh, Ms. TV was next. You did not like this at all, did you? Mm-mm. Too I, many talk shows, too much Ms., too much hokey. I, you got some scoops. Yeah, I did. I, I, I like this segment overall. I don't know why you were so, you were so bullish on this segment, Mike. I, Ms. comes out. He has a nice little, nice little fit on. I mean, comes out to announce the big announcement that Maurice told him what was that a week ago and that he was going to share with us and that announcement is he is the host of wrestlemania hollywood you can't have a hollywood wrestlemania without the a-lister you know man miz is good at these type of things i think it'd be a good it'd be a good addition to have him as the host yeah it's better to have him on the show as a host than to have a nothing match on the card that's true. Yeah. He, okay. He does well in those type of segments, man. Miz is very charismatic and he's very good at promoting the WWE brand. So big scoop. And uh, I thought the segment overall was very creative. Bro, have you ever seen have you ever seen a segment where the guy gets super kicked, knocked out unconscious and then uh his phone gets used as a face face ID lock. What, what what was it? Face ID. Yeah, yeah. He unlocked his phone with his face when he was unconscious, and then Seth called Logan Paul. Man, that was creative, man. I've never seen nothing like that. You didn't like that? It was just corny. What, bro? That was very unique. Have you ever fallen and or gotten not well? I don't assume you've ever been knocked out. Or, well, I don't, a few I guess times in my youth, I've had a one too many to drink. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, do you get hit and 
drop your phone that often? Is this a regular occurrence? You want <laughs> you want a real answer? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I mean, sometimes and you part a little too hard, and shots keep on going, and you know, you wake up the next day, no shoes on, no knowledge of where your phone is. Yeah, it happens to a couple people, Micah. Jeez. All right. Well, it was just a little preposterous to me. Uh, my slam was that I didn't like that his phone was automatically hooked to the PA system. I just thought that the microphone picked it up. Well, I started to think that too, but then the mic wasn't close, and I was like, no, his phone is hooked to the PA system. Well, hold up now. So, no, no, no. Well, oof. John Cena, man, when he's in a match, you can hear him yelling over the mic. So, I mean, just maybe the mics are really strong in the WWE. Mm, okay. Yeah. Sure. My second scoop kind of hinted at this earlier. Scoop? Too many talk shows. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> slam, slam, slam. <laughs> Too many S's, brother. Um, just. Yeah. I, there, there's already VIP Lounge. Wasn't there a Miz TV like last week with Seth Rollins? Or the week before? Two weeks ago. Okay, then there was Ding Dong Hello last week. It's just too many. Not The reason talk shows were over was because not everybody has one. And now everybody has one. And now nobody wants to see any of the talk shows. So, it eh, Seth's intolerable. Yeah. And, yeah, that's it. Just... This segment didn't do it for me. I know you like the Miz, but just not my cup of tea. All right. So after that debacle, uh, Fury was backstage planting the seeds for his hopeful feud with John Cena. I'm eager to see this, as I assume you are. Yeah, I like it. And then, uh, yeah, we got the rest of the show. I, it's kind of like how it's typically been. There's a couple things you want to see, and then the rest of it is just, eh. Uh, Lashley versus Elias. You had a couple scoops. I'll let you go ahead. Man, it was a, you know, quick little squash match. Elias is, I mean, he's a jobber to the stars at this point. He, it is what it is. I know some people like Elias. I'm not one of them. So I didn't see a, see a problem with Bobby, you know, making light work of him. Uh, I know I'm at the, I'm at the defend Bray on this one, but I actually enjoyed the Bray Wyatt vignette that they had. I liked it. I know you didn't, but I liked it. Ladies and gentlemen, we got him. <laughs> No, man. This is. was awful. How so? Which which part? It was some it, some weird... The, the match was fine. Lashley wins quick. The Bray crap. It's time to admit, this is bad. It was some stupid yoga thing. No. And, okay. You gotta watch the Firefly Funhouse to get that. You never oh, watched no. any of them. <laughs> you don't know. Um, I shouldn't have to. It was the I muscle man. It was the muscle man dance. Get it right. 
Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. I don't know the lore. <laughs> we used to watch Anyways. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. This is... Even if I knew, I would still call this bad. They were doing some muscle man dance, yes. as you yes. said, and it was coin. And Bobby Lashley's picture was just rotating back and forth, flipping, and... Bray was dancing, and the stupid little pig with chocolate-covered mouth huskus. came up. Huskus the pig. I don't give a huskus oh, what his name is or about this segment. This was awful. Kill the pig. No. Kill the Firefly Funhouse. Kill Uncle Howdy. Not really. Kill the gimmick. This is going This somewhere. is bad. This is going somewhere. Huskus the pig was... The puppet that Bray Wyatt used on the Firefly Funhouse to represent when he was Husky Harris, his insecurities, and when he was, you know, a little, little hefty. So they made Husky's the Pig a, a character on the Firefly Funhouse, and Bray is trying getting get in Bobby's mind by having Huskis and him do the muscle man dance, which they already established on the Firefly Funhouse way back in the day. And I took it as, you know, Miz brought up Omas's Omas's uh stature and his his build compared to, to Bobby and MVP was selling selling uh Brock on Omas as saying that he's a bigger threat because you know he's a bigger guy compared to Bobby. So I just took it as Bray, you know, um, playing off Bobby's insecurities as, I don't know, man. It, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Well, I'll tell you where I took it. Where'd you take it? Right to the next segment. Oh, God. Look, man, they, they Bobby and Bray probably isn't the most glamorous match to have at WrestleMania, but what else are you going to have Bobby do? If Omas is taken with Brock, and who, who are you going to have Bobby feud with going into WrestleMania? Oh, Anyone else. do you remember that interview Bobby did where he tried to pitch the idea of being like out of shape and down on his luck like they did with Thor in that movie? I didn't watch Avengers or nothing about you know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, maybe they're going with that. After WrestleMania, if Bobby loses the braid, it pushes him over the edge, and he gets out of shape. Yeah, maybe they go with that, man. Maybe that's where the Huskis the Pig thing comes in at. Who knows? Let it play out. Man. All right. All right, I'm, I'll give you this. Let it play out. I let the LA Night one play out, and I hated it. Okay. And I was right. <laughs> I would give you until WrestleMania... To change my mind on Bray Wyatt. You hated the whole feud of L.A. Knight? I know the match was, wasn't good, but I didn't think the feud was that bad. Oh, L.A. Knight was fine, but just some of the other stuff, it just wasn't for me. I don't know. I I will give you an extension on your lease of uh, Bray Wyatt's meat, but uh, <laughs> until then... No, that's it. After WrestleMania, if I'm not impressed, cut him. No. Black Friday or whatever they call it. Bro, you cannot say cut that. everybody. You cannot say that when he literally his segments gets the most viewers on the show most weeks. You can't say that 
Bray is not an asset to the company overall. He's an asset to fast forward buttons across Stop the it. You watched that segment. Don't say you did. <laughs> I did, but that doesn't mean that I wanted to. You watched this. Uh, don't make it seem like it was a Carmelo match that where you just fast forward oh. it immediately when you hear them or see them come out. I, Bray is one of the most inter, interesting things on the show weekly. And people are just turning a blind eye to Undertaker back in the day. But when Bray Wyatt does something creepy and uneasy, oh, God, he's a detriment to wrestling. Burn him alive. Release him. Bury him. Get him to lose the, the Tozawa and cut him for the company. What? It's like Undertaker didn't do silly stuff. We're going to forget about all that stuff he did, Micah? Because I got receipts. I got instances where Undertaker did some goofy stuff, too. I want to talk about that, though, huh? Personally, I thought it was okay for him to possess Josh Matthews. I I don't know. It just comes across better when it's coming from the Undertaker. I don't know how to explain it. Maybe when you were a kid watching it, yeah. But there's kids watching Bray Wyatt now that I'm sure are enjoying it. All right, I give you till mania. <laughs> I will mania. let my mind be changed. You got thirty three days. What's it gonna take for him to change your mind? No, thirty three days. A good storyline and not cringy. Okay. Vignettes. Okay. Okay. You're like Jeff Hardy. I I postpone <laughs> your court date. Let me stop right there. The WrestleMania review. There is no way if you don't like this storyline right now. There is no way he's gonna flip you in thirty three days, <laughs> bro. Well, you need to start skipping his segments because there ain't no way you're gonna like this. We'll see. Otis versus Gargano was next. Um. At a scoop, surprisingly, because the match was, eh, but uh, Masse screaming and flailing while Dexter held him back, that cracked me up. The the mul- the I almost said the multiple male models, <laughs> the maximum male models, always gets a scoop. Yeah, I now I wasn't in the room when this match was happening, but I had the volume turned up, and Corey said something that made me chuckle a little bit he made a comment he had a, he had a couple things but he said at one point um what is this the performance center parking lot and it just kind of cracked me up because that's been kind of a running joke of nxt view- viewers over the years that the most dangerous place in all of professional wrestling is the nxt performance center parking lot you got people getting kidnapped or jumped or beat down on a weekly basis and it's cool little yeah, Cool little fourth wall break by Corey. I did hear him say that, and I thought it was pretty funny. Um, you know, I'm not a big Corey guy, but when you put him beside Kevin Patrick, I mean, yeah, boy, a slightly a slightly less, you know, I can't even make the proper analogy. Bro. Go back to last week's episode, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Sit if you take a slightly polished turd next to a yeah, not polished turd, absolutely. it looks a little better. You know, I don't see anybody in the pipeline that can save that commentary team unless you take away Kevin Patrick. He just sucks, man. I hate that guy. 
he might be my least favorite commentator out of all the commentators on TV at this point. What about ever? Ever not. Nah, Mike Adley was pretty bad. Bro, you remember watching? I don't ECW? even know who that is. You don't know he was on the ECW, um, WWE ECW in like two thousand seven, two thousand eight, and then he became general manager after he was a commentator. Remember they put him beside Taz after they took Joey Styles away from WWE ECW. I remember that, but it was bad. I don't remember it being bad because I was a kid, so I didn't really pay attention. Bro, to he sucked. He didn't even remember the guy's names, and he was commentating weekly. I think his first night on the job, he called Jeff Hardy, Jeff Harvey, and that mm. that just kind of killed his credibility from there, there on. That's what happens oh. to good guys who aren't in the business. And you know what? Renee Young was awful in commentary. She was on Raw for a cup of coffee, but she was really, really bad. Like, she would just yell throughout all her matches. And just like oh the Jericho yes yes she was <laughs> Jericho and she had that Canadian twang to her so it was annoying no offense to our Canadian viewers out there <laughs> but, oh, sir. yeah but man oh it was bad it was terrible Michael well uh, speaking of terrible preposterous win from Gargano that was the only slam I had and uh, on that same train of terrible thought mm. say that three times fast oh. lots of T's yep. Uh, Lita and Becky versus Damage Control for the Women's Tag Team Championship. You know, we were dead even on the scoops and slams. Yeah. You go ahead and start us off for our main event. Um, they only had, I think it was only one scoop that I had. But Trish, coming back to even the odds, I thought that was a really good way to... A really good booking decision to have her come back in the crowd. The crowd actually made noise. You know, I didn't think that was legal in Grand Rapids, but <laughs> they um they came alive when Trish came out and said, "Hey, bro, she looking good, man." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? She looking good, Micah, <laughs> for a 40 year old young lady such as herself. But yeah, it, I thought it was an okay match. Was she? Is she really only 40? She's probably about 45, honestly. She's got to be. Got to be, right? I mean, yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, anyways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty shocking result. That was the only scoop I had. I do agree with you, though. It was it was a good refresher. It was completely unexpected. No, Not even any dirt sheet stuff that I saw came out about it. It was some rumblings. Um, it was some rumblings. Okay, well, you know, you're more into them sometimes than I yeah, am. Yeah, um, For the slams, mm. the fans, and this was just, <laughs> <laughs> you got to give me time. The fans just did not care about this match at all. And we already talked about, they hated this show. They were miserable to be there. They just sat on their hands for three hours. And uh, other than that, the only one I had, like you said, the match was okay. It wasn't neither here nor there for real. Yeah. Uh, EO laid there for like five minutes Eternity. before Lita Moon salted her. Yep. 
Well, because they had to do a bunch of different spots, and I was thinking, like, why didn't they do this before EO got down there? I just, I think that would have made better sense. Bro, Lita, she had lost a lot of steps in the ring because she is noticeably slower. I don't know if you noticed it, but... Nah, I did. Yeah, I, and then her gear looked like garbage. Ah, I like Lita, man. But this was not a great show from her. It was a cool moment at the end, though, when they all held up the titles and the pyro went off. That was a cool moment, but yeah, man, Lita is... She's a... Uh, yeah, she's cooked. Well, she's I, cooked. Let's just, let's just be honest. She she she's washed. If the shoe fits, yeah, well, she'll wear it. I I love Lita. Don't get me wrong. She's a legend. Hall of Famer deserves every bit of it. But it's just that time. Yeah. And I think if I can guess, uh, considering they won the tag team titles, because I was shocked by that. And that was a scoop, brother. Uh. I think they're going to do a six-woman tag match at Mania. I think that's the direction they're going to go. You know what I think they're going to do? What you got? I think they're going to book a triple threat tag match with Becky, Lita versus um, EO, and um, Dakota Kai, and Ronda, <laughs> and, Ronda and uh, Shayna. And I think they're gonna go with uh, Trish versus Bailey at WrestleMania. Cause you remember they had that segment when Trish um, came out in Toronto, and they kind of had to stare down. Oh yeah. I think that's where they're gonna go. That just makes I, more sense to me, you know. I wouldn't hate it other than the Ronda stuff. Well, you gotta have her on the show, man. That's true. Hey, the Lakers won. I just saw that, yeah. I was just about to... <laughs> I was just about to scream. Hey, it deserves a mention. I was about to scream in ecstasy in my apartment here, man. <laughs> when I saw that, <laughs> I scroll across the screen. Well, like LeBron, this show went down, and... Uh, oh, man. Well, oh, what? I had to bring that up? Yeah. Too soon. Too soon. Well, just like the Lakers standings <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this I don't know either I, just, I got my announcer voice on uh, the raw ratings are going down you want to do um, you want to do a quick little AEW um, revolution prediction do that nah we'll save we'll it save for that okay alright save, save it, save it. Yeah. alright we said that last time and it got cut. <laughs> <laughs> but this has been the rumors and the raw review. We'll be back this weekend with the Dynamite and SmackDown review. Uh, should be out on Monday whenever you guys hear this. So just be expecting that. Um, let's see. Is there any other big announcements in the, the Scoop Slam universe? Um, nah, man. Just follow us on social media. Give us some love on TikTok. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Twitter and Instagram, at ScoopSlamPod. Uh, roll Tide as March Madness begins. And 
Go Lakers as the playoffs are fixing to start. And tweet at us anytime you see a scoop slam. We would happily enjoy that. Whenever you see a scoop slam live, make sure you send that to us. Yeah, keep a counter for the year or for each month. Yeah, we get our we get our rocks off from seeing scoop slams. That's how you want to say it. We cover ourselves. We flatten ourselves like pancakes and cover ourselves in maple syrup if we see a scoop slam. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the Scoop Slam podcast. Have a good one.